Hey everybody, welcome back to the Manga State Podcast. Today we're going to be going over Katakana, the second writing system. As we expressed yesterday, Katakana is the second writing system usually used to express and write non-native Japanese words. Many of this will include your name if you are a non-native speaker of Japanese or are not of Japanese heritage. Um, a good example, it says my name, John. John. So I would say in Japanese, my name is John. Watashi no namae wa John desu. Now, many people laugh at me for saying desu, but I'm being very polite, so be nice to me, please. Um, now, with katakana, you're going to... It's very important for katakana for a phonetic reason. Um, you'll notice that there are many sounds, particularly in your native language, that are not Japanese. So many people katakana-size their names. A good example of this would be like Sally. The L sounds... Um, are not necessarily in Japanese and are often replaced with an LR combination sound. So, sari, 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 um, uh, di, di sound, okay? Um, another example would be Jordan, 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 Jordan. See? Um, I'm going to be replacing that or singing as closely phonetically as humanly possible. So, there are some adjustments that need to be made phonetically. Remember, Fluency in a language is not necessarily being able to express complex ideas, but being able to communicate to somebody in a natural way that makes this listener feel comfortable. So, there are many people who speak English, not as well as I speak English, because I'm a native speaker of English, and they may learn for their entire lives and speak wonderful English, as I met many people who have. However, um, their tinge of their accent, their word that is not correctly used, doesn't necessarily bother me because their fluency is included in what makes me feel comfortable. I feel com- very comfortable speaking to non-native speakers of many different languages because we can communicate. Now, in katakana, there's something that should also be pointed out in these syllabic words. This is the small yo, ya, and yu sounds. These are usually combined with a e sounding um, katakana syllable symbol. An example of this would be shi. Sa, shi, su, se, so. Sa, shi, su, se, so. The shi will often have a little yo beside it, okay? This little yo is going to combine these two together and make it sho or sha or um, any of the, or shu, for example, okay? It's going to basically cut off the e sound and it's just going to take the, the, the consonants before it. Another example is would be ni. I would say nya or nyu or nyo. Okay, all of these because the little yo beside them. Now, um, this is you can be with e sounds in connection to them. You will rarely find them otherwise. So the size is really going to matter. If you have a like she with a little ten ten beside it, it's going to turn into a j, and then we're going to take that as well and add the yo sound beside it, so it becomes jo, um, joho for example, information. Okay, so these sounds are very important to be able to pronounce it incorrectly. I recommend as an example. Um, taking a list of 100 people, 10 people, 50 people, however many you like, and then um, say their names as close as you can to the Japanese pronunciation. Again, having a native speaker assist you with this would be ideal, but if not, you can always go to the Stanford website and hear a native speaker pronounce the symbols and write their names down. Don't worry if it's perfectly accurate. The pronunciation and the practice of this particular symbol will be the most useful for you. Katakana is the least used of the three Japanese alphabets and the second last one, which we are going to be learning. 
Um, but it's mostly used for names and things that are non-foreign. A good example of this would be words like ice cream. Ice cream is not, ah, ice cream ga oishi da ne. Maybe more like, yeah, ice cream, ice cream. Okay. Or sandwich becomes sandwichi. Or another example would be like England, igirisu. Okay. We are going to, um, America is not America. I, boku wa America karikimashita. It's not that, it's no, it's, boku wa America, America, ane? America karikimashita ndayo. So we're going to have the katakana sized words. Now, write these names down, practice them. And remember, it takes 10,000 mistakes to become fluent in Japanese. So we want you to say them and practice them as many as po- times as possible, correctly as possible. And, Tomorrow, we're going to go over the first point of Japanese and actually start talking about sentence structure. This is all laying a foundation. So don't get frustrated. Don't worry about having it memorized perfectly, but practice writing them down and having your pronunciation right beside them. Have the chart put up on your wall if you need to, and we'll get ready to move into the first actual grammar point of Japanese, talking a little bit about the structure, all right? Thank you so much for joining today. And remember, this is made free by you. Um, I don't do ads on my show for a very particular reason. It's not this content to be free for people who are trying to learn a lovely language that I have a very close connection to. So if you would like to help this be free, make sure to check out our Patreon. We really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs>